and that's what I think is like not despicable about this kind of music. Not that that's what you uh, think that it is, but that is definitely the take that some people have. Is like it yeah. is. It's just like it's fun. Like it, it can be easy to enjoy, you know. And and if there's one thing that we have tried to <laughs> remake our brains around over the last several years, it's allowing ourselves to enjoy <laughs> what there is to enjoy. I think. Sort of, yeah. I mean, there's, there's. I'm of two minds about that because I'm someone who, uh, I don't like things that are too easy to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I tend to really want something about whatever it is, whether it's like a movie or music or food or a person. <laughs> a I'd difficult to enjoy to be, hamburger. Just a I guess that is why you do your weird, like, raw onion, no sauce, no cheese situation. <laughs> I think it's a, there's a thrill in having, thing, in having something left to the imagination, having something be a little bit abrasive or bitter. Um, these are what you call an adult palate. You know, I don't <laughs> like, uh, which is, you know, a, a goofy thing that there's like that's that time that mcdonald's made like an adult contemporary hamburger and it flopped massively you know, i'm not that? it it was like a thing in like i think the early 90s they Is were like the tried McDLT? To make, it, it was not the mcdlt it was like it, it was called like it was something i don't remember exactly what it was called but okay. it was like meant to be like the frazier's apartment of hamburgers <laughs> <laughs> and everyone hated it I'm going to Google McDonald's adult hamburger right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just see what yeah. pops up. <laughs> you should. I, I forget what it... The Arch Deluxe? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah, look at this. Boy, this is one... I feel like I know a decent amount of McDonald's lore, and this is something that I had never heard of. The Arch Deluxe was a hamburger sold by the international fast food restaurant McDonald's. It, it, it marketed specifically to adults, soon discontinued after failing to become popular despite a massive marketing campaign, and is now considered one of the most expensive flops of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's, there's times, it's like, also, if we just want to continue the food metaphor, like, when a place has house-made ketchup, you know, you start to get really mad. Oh, well, like, that's, that's always like, a bad choice. Like, it's like, who the fuck do you think you are? And that's kind of how I feel. That's how this record is a little bit. It's also just like, but it's also not that because there's another thing where it's like, I think you and I, like, as much as I might want something that's kind of bracing and exciting and maybe a little bit uh, uh, spicy or whatever, I'm also never going to deny the simple pleasure of a scoop of vanilla ice cream True. or a... Uh, or or as we just said, a hamburger, hamburger sandwich. But uh, there's this weird thing that happens sometimes where it's not just that it's like a simple pleasure. It's sometimes people make a pleasurable thing. They try to make an, a new version of it. And they're like in a, they, it might taste good, but it's kind of like, it's not the fundamental thing itself that you love. It's like, how many times do you want this specific, like, concoction somebody made versus these tried and true standard well sure of course yeah i mean and i think this has a bit of that like overwrought confectionery quality that or some things do but you know it's like bob dylan he'll he'll never be more that than he is this fundamental thing as an artist no you're right about that i think that's kind of the the place that this record finds itself in unfortunately is that it 
there's not enough other stuff by Doug Ewell to give the benefit of the doubt to him here that this is not just like it's not just a light entertainment like we would enjoy um congratulations on the traveling wilburys album it's it's kind of like this is all he has to show for having been in the velvet underground well so i mean carries this really hard to follow you know that's difficult he's also got hundreds of shows under his belt with tons of bootlegs and two studio albums to show for it you know this is all that he has for you know personal but like you know mo and sterling didn't release solo albums as the velvet underground not to say that they would want to or that that would it would have been a good idea but like you know it's he's up there um and yeah, I mean, like, there is no getting around the fact that, like, we wouldn't be listening to this record and talking about this record if, like, it wasn't a Velvet Underground record, right? Um, yeah. it, just based on the way that it sounds. Like, there is nothing significant about it, um, musically speaking. The most significant thing about it is the fact that it's completely insignificant uh, in the context of, you know, the, the most significant uh, rock band in history. Um, but, Caroline uh, is a good example of, like, the way that it is it. Exactly what you just said. It's like Caroline. Like, where have I heard that name before? Right. Yeah. Well, I I kind of love the generic, like, kind of flavorless element to a lot of the music on here in terms of the titles and the lyrics. There's like something like really kind of satisfying to me about that. The same way that like Uniqlo clothing can be satisfying. Right. It's like some sometimes songs on here are the scoop of vanilla ice cream on a a slice of apple pie, and sometimes it's house made ketchup, and you're you're just (laughs) why. Well, why don't you? Why can't you just do the the thing, the simple thing, like that I like? That that was to... going to be the other thing that I was going to say is like, you know, uh, even though he isn't always doing the simple thing that you like, like he's not doing like he's not trying to like chart a new course here, right? He's not trying to like foundationally redirect this band and turn it into something no. that it never was. And he was wise enough to walk away from it after this. You know, I don't think he even wanted this record to come out as a Velvet Underground record. I think it was kind of foisted upon him due to Sesnick and all the record company bullshit. Um, so like, you know, even though we wouldn't be talking about this record if it didn't have Velvet Underground on the top of the, the fucking, you know, gatefold or cover, um, all of the people who come to just relentlessly dump on this record and call it, you know, an abomination and the worst thing that's ever been recorded and the number two worst song album of all time by good band. What like those people also don't need to, like you, you're, you're that's performative kind of bullshit. That's the same kind of thing as yeah. like hating Nickelback, you know, or was five or ten years band. ago. What other band? Steely Dan. Steely, oh, yeah, exactly. It's Albini shit. Um, it's exactly Albini it's, shit. It's Gen X mindset. It, it's very Gen X to be like, um, the most Gen X thing you could do is to hate this album in a way that's like uh, loud. You know, it's like, why Why are you even talking about it? It's like, can't you see he's, <laughs> can't you see he's already he's doing the best he can here. He's already he's, dead. He's, he's treading water. <laughs> man. He's just going to push his head under the water. Yeah, uh, man. I'm going back to the art, the the Arch Deluxe. Uh, what appears to have and been what was on it. So, as far as I can tell, the only thing that made it adult flavored is the fact that it had Dijonais on it, <laughs> which they referred to as "quote a new secret sauce for grownups." Oh my god! Oh, it's Dijonais. Can that is such uh, a failure? That is such a bad idea. Because can you imagine? having Dijon in something, but you're not told that's what it is. It would just be, you'd be just kind of like, what the fuck is that? 
Well, I got to imagine that there was not, it was not a very Dijon. I'm guessing it was a little heavier on the mayonnaise side than the Dijon side when it it's comes just from like, McDonald's. It's like, what's up with this mayonnaise? Yeah, it's like slightly too yellow kind of mayonnaise. It's like Why does it taste mayonnaise. like that? Yeah, um, like, what's, what's, what's wrong with this? Besides that, it was iceberg lettuce, slivered okay. onions, yes. juicy ripe tomato slice, according to them. Um, great beef flavor that can be enhanced with the distinct taste of hickory smoked bacon. Classic American cheese and a juicy quarter pound patty. Sounds like a normal. It's a normal hamburger. Actually, it's like extremely normal. Like this is just like a sort of mass produced like uh, like burger you'd get, but at like a gastro pub. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a pub type of burger, exactly, without the like super fucking baseball size patty, presumably, but like. It seems very normal to me, and it's very funny that this was considered one of the greatest flops in the history of yeah, products. Yeah, when you search it, it just says Arch Deluxe Failure. That's the second thing. That, why did it fail? Arch Deluxe uh, Return. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's happening. Oh, boy. Um, okay, so the, like, there's also the See Also section at the bottom of the Arch Deluxe Wikipedia page. Uh, and under that, it, it's it's linked to criticized fast food products, which the only link is to something called the Mick Africa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. boy, we could go down that rabbit hole. I I, I will later. 